It is an honor to be here sharing this night with the many, many talented and creative people in Hollywood who haven't been caught yet. <laughs> so the reason I wanted to play that joke from the Emmys last night is because that plays a major role in this whole Kavanaugh thing. We live in an era now where we're all recognizing, and in some cases, really, it's really important to show how much we recognize that a lot of men are pigs and this sort of thing uh, happens a lot. Yeah, and a lot of gals have been uh, subjected to, to, to terrible experiences. Yeah. And and not believed when they came forward. Yeah. And so um, you make a joke like that on the Emmys because it's such a cultural thing right sure. now. And that's going to play on Monday. That's a big part of what's going to happen Monday. Absolutely. If you haven't heard this, Judge Kavanaugh is going to testify uh, in public in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee, as is his accuser. Not at the same time or, you know, side by side or anything. But, yeah, and, well, let's not uh, go too far down the road before we introduce and welcome David Drucker, Washington Examiner's senior political correspondent. David, welcome. How are you, sir? Good to be here, guys. Thank you. So uh, what's your take on the hearing on Monday? What do you expect to see? Well, it's going to be wild. I mean, look, you're going to see Democrats trying to grill Kavanaugh every which way uh, to turn him into a monster, essentially. And Republicans will do everything they can to preserve Kavanaugh's viability and integrity. There is a question, by the way, about whether or not Christine Ford or Christine Blasey Ford is going to testify. She has not yet. Oh, agreed, really? Yeah, to testify. She has indicated she would like to testify. She may be trying to impose conditions on, on what questions she would be asked or how this would go for her. I don't think that that sort of thing would work. Um, I think that if she's going to testify, she's going to have to take all questions. I mean, you know, she can answer them however she wants. But, um, you know, I think this is something that Kavanaugh wants to do. It's something that Kavanaugh now has to do. And I think his nomination is going to ride in part on uh, largely now on how he performs um, and how he answers questions related to the accusations against him. David, you are a reporter, a seasoned one and a skillful one, and we have a great deal of respect for you. I, I, we, on the other hand, are the conscience of the nation. And I, I am. And I got a big laugh. What is that? This a cold? This is, so this explains it. This explains everything. Then. Right. Right. I, I, I Joe, I, I, Joe Getty, am personally sickened and troubled by the whole thing and the idea of the hearing Monday, in which we will essentially. Uh, have an acting contest or a session of mock trial in which two people present their version of the unknown and the unknowable from many decades ago, and we decide who sounds more credible? Or if somebody cracks like some poorly written courtroom drama and says, you're right, I'm lying, and here's why, which is, you know, fairly (laughs) unlikely. Yeah, it's like you're you're damn right I ordered the code red, right? Um, Right, uh, right. (laughs) Look, I I think that this is, I think that, you know, look, there are so many layers to this. I mean, part of what is happening, although, look, you know, it's it's interesting, right, because this is sort of a repeat of what happened in 1991 with the nomination of Clarence Thomas, Uh, except at that time the allegations against him were more recent. I mean, he was accused of sexually harassing Anita Hill when he was an adult in a professional situation. Uh, She came forward. She answered a ton of questions. But look, even then, at a time uh, when the country wasn't fixated on politics before the rise of social media, the invention of social media, uh, you know, as exists today, that fixated the country's attention. So you can only imagine what this hearing is about. But this hearing, you know, is going to occur in the middle of the Me Too era where, 
uh, women after years of feeling silenced and not believed uh, when, you know, they had dealt with sexual harassment or worse. Um, you know, the, the, the modus operandi now is that you you basically guilty until proven innocent. If a woman says she was um, assaulted or abused or harassed, um, you know, people tend to say we're going to believe her and it's up to the man uh, being accused to exonerate himself. That is absolutely creates, the case. That's absolutely the and case. This creates, and this creates an extra layer of political complication for Republicans because it's not just as simple as Kavanaugh uh, coming off impressive. I mean, I, presumably Christine Ford is still going to say that this happened and Republicans and, you know, politicians get very, you know, nervous as they try to plot long term how to keep their jobs. Uh, you're going to have a couple of Republicans, not many, but a couple that could, you know, go either way on this. And they're going to have to decide, you know, how they want to come down on this and whether or not they decide that, preserving, you know, connections to female voters and not upsetting that apple cart uh, outweighs or does not outweigh the notion that here you have uh, somebody without a blemish on their record from a personal standpoint who is married with daughters, by all accounts, has always been a good family man. Women that he dated in college or high school have put out statements saying that he never was anything other than a gentleman. Um, You know, whether that out outweighs basically an allegation from when he was in high school that he doesn't just say was misremembered or misconstrued, but he says flat out did not happen, that he was not a party to. And so does the, you know, the, the, the man who supposedly, you know, was there, was then a, a, a teenager like Kavanaugh, that was supposedly witnessed the whole thing. You know, if I'm back to the politics of the thing and, and your uh, description of the, um, well, cowardice is the word that comes to mind, but long-term thinking of politicians. If I'm in that caucus room or the committee room uh, as a Republican senator, I'm saying we will never have another nominee on the Supreme Court for the rest of the history of this country if we cave on this nominee because it will be too easy sure. to come up with a 30-, 40-year-old allegation by somebody sincere sounding, and I'm not saying the woman's lying. It's unknown, and it is unknowable to me. But if it works, yeah, why wouldn't you do use this playbook again? Yeah, I mean, I I uh, slept in a, a dormitory in uh, the fraternity I was in in college for a semester or two semesters. Um, it would be so easy for me to claim, yeah, there is a guy there. You know, one of my fraternity brothers ends up in high office. Oh yeah, he came over and did stuff to me at night. That I can barely describe without crying, but I was told I'd be drummed out of the fraternity and, and outed as gay or whatever if I said that, and then I'd start blubbering on the stand. I mean, I, it's ugly. It's a very ugly scenario, but I don't think they'd ever get another nominee through. Yeah, look, I, you know, I really do think, and the problem here is that, you know, politics is not a, about really facts ever, even though right. everybody likes to say it is or it should be. Politics is about feeling and about emotion and about, you know, how people respond to what they hear and who is doing the talking. Because we've seen already people line up on both sides of the political divide. I've seen very few uh, Democrats criticize all of this. And I've seen very few Republicans, um, you know, go against Kavanaugh for any reason. And and so that the partisanship colors so much of this. But there but it, but I think that When it comes to serving in government and confirming nominees or vetting uh, potential hires, you almost think that maybe there has to be a certain standard 
that maybe you know the parties could agree on. They won't, but that they should agree on as to what constitutes uh, a problem. Because as as you said, anybody and can level an accusation, and this sort of thing could happen again. I don't think it's as dire as well. You'll never have anybody serve on the Supreme Court, but it would, you know probably means that a female nominee is going to be more palatable because it's very unlikely that a mm. female nominee is going to be accused of sexual harassment. However, there was a Democratic candidate for Congress a couple of months ago that had to drop out of a race because she was accused of sexual harassment. Oh, there was an right. enormous scandal of that sort. Co-worker. In yeah. the state government of California, there is a giant scandal. A powerful uh, woman in the legislature evidently was just a pig with all of her male staffers. So, yeah, it, it can cut both ways. David Drucker is the senior political correspondent for the Washington Examiner. How many Republicans uh, could, could vote no and he still gets through? Is it one or two? Uh, just one, and then um, mm-hmm. uh, Vice President Mike Pence could cast okay. a tiebreaker vote. Yeah, so, but but it, one no Republican vote gives cover to Joe Manchin and the and the moderate Democrats who are planning to vote yes because they're in red states, etc. Mm-hmm. They could yeah, flake. but they won't vote yes until it's clear that he's going to pass. But right? so. so okay. So uh, a vote can make all the difference. So is Susan Collins? You know, I don't know her personally, but is someone going to? Watch the testimony, give a vague statement Monday night, then do some quick polling in their state and figure out which way the wind's blowing and just do that. Uh, I don't know if it's I don't think it's I don't know if it's that calculating. I mean, I think, you know, how he performs um, in the hearing matters, whether or not anything's uncovered uh, either way uh, matters. And I think that Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski are not the squishes that some conservative Republicans imagine them to be. They like being in the majority. Lisa Murkowski likes being a chairman, and mm. they're both very aware that sinking that sinking Kavanaugh could have a, a deleterious impact on the party in the midterm elections uh, for all sorts of reasons. And I wrote about that today at the Examiner. And neither of them want to be in the minority. So you, could they go the other way for various reasons? Well, they always could have gone the other way for various reasons. But the reason that he was going to sail through, despite you know concerns raised on the left about you know his position on abortion and what might happen to Roe v. Wade with him on the court, they were going to vote for him. They were just kind of stretching it out to make sure they had all their ducks in a row. So I, I still think that there's a, there's a you know really good chance that his, his nomination uh, survives. He's approaching this in the way that that needs to happen. There's just so much that is unknown. And what Democrats did um, either on, per, you know, that was shrewd in a way, even if it was a little underhanded, is by holding this information until now, it puts Republicans up against the clock. Right. And, you know, you only have so much time until the midterm elections to create, you know, and he's already dealt with all of the other questioning. So now everything is about this allegation and you have this new special hearing. And and, and so in a, in a sense, I don't know if they planned it this way, but you might say, oh, well, they withheld this because they didn't really think there was anything to it. Or they could have said to themselves, we don't know if we're going to you know, be able to derail this guy. Probably not. So let's hold on to this thing, and then we'll pounce, and it'll you know, create an uproar, and we might be able to pull a fast one. So, you know, Literally at the 11th hour. You, you're yeah. not only a great reporter, David. You're a mind reader. I was just going to bring up uh, Senator Richard Blumenthal, Democrat, Conne- uh, Connecticut, member of the committee, said, if there's a hearing before that investigation, uh, he, he's calling for the FBI to do a full investigation of this. 
If there's a hearing before that investigation, the committee is going to be shooting in the dark. As a former prosecutor and state attorney general, there's no way I would put a crime survivor on the stand in front of a jury, let alone the American people, without a full investigation so that I know what the facts are before I started asking questions. Now, I read that, and it became clear to me. And you tell me if how good a case you think I have. Um, it became clear to me since delaying at every point has been the Democrat strategy to try to get it past the midterms so then they can make the argument, well, we really shouldn't vote with this old, uh, you know, soon to be replaced uh, Senate and et cetera. It's, uh, this just absolutely reeks of a big delay tactic at the 11th hour. Well, yeah, look, the, the whole goal that the Democrats have had has have been to delay this so that you get it past the election, maybe Democrats somehow regain control of the Senate. The, the playing field in the Senate is different than the House, where Republicans are in deep trouble. And all of a sudden, you have a Democratic Senate, a narrow one, but still, that can really control the nominee that the president puts forward, because all of a sudden, Democrats have the votes to confirm or reject the nomination. I think that that is a dangerous game, because if you have a vacant Supreme Court seat, it's the kind of thing Republicans could rally to. And they could say, look, just like in 2016, you've got to show up and vote in droves because otherwise we'll lose a chance to put on a good conservative on the bench. And I've talked to some Democrats. It goes from being about Trump to being about about the Supreme Court again. And look what they did to Kavanaugh. right? And, And some Democrats are very concerned about that. The one thing they like is great. So the Republicans will have all this energy and enthusiasm. They'll get their guy on the court, and then we can go back to talking about Trump and everything else that, that benefits the Democrats. And so yeah, I'm not sure that the Democratic strategy here is the right one, but their base is demanding it. And just like the Republican base so often during the Obama years steered uh, their party in Congress one way or the other, that's it's happening on the other side now. Excellent analysis. David Drucker, senior political correspondent for the Washington Examiner. David, thanks a million. Good to talk to you. Yep. Take care, guys. That is interesting because you want the election to be about Trump if you're Democrats. And good job of now making it about a Supreme Court vacancy, which we saw in the election. A lot of Republicans are willing to say, I don't like Trump, but I will vote to get a Republican conservative on the court. Hey, I want to make absolutely clear, because, you know, it's obvious. There are some people, Jack, and I don't want you to break down in tears again. They don't listen to the entire show every day. What? And, and they'll hear a thing and get a wrong impression, which bothers me because I like to be understood. My theory of the Democrat conspiracy to unleash this at the very last moment and delay, delay, delay has absolutely nothing to do with the veracity of the claims of, uh, of Ms. What's-her-name. Um, and I'm not being dismissive. Her name is Flip Ford. Um, has nothing to do with ver- the veracity of that claim. They've been sitting on the claim for a while, uh, whether it be true, partly true, or completely fictional. But they're using it as a tool. We're all going to get the same text from the president on Thursday. And there's a late night joke off on that topic. Huh? Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Boy, we got an interesting text from a very conservative woman who does not want Kavanaugh on the court with this new information. So maybe we'll read that later. Mm. Uh, I'm going to take a break from that. Well, yeah, we thought we were. Breaking news. Breaking news. Michael. 
This could be Break, anything. Breaking news. <laughs> this could be anything. Yeah, you'll probably yell at me. It's uh, Senator Chuck Grassley has threatened to cancel the newly scheduled Kavanaugh hearing if the accuser doesn't show up. Okay. Of course, kind of sort of knew that, but he came out and said it publicly. Does that sound like a good thing? Like be unfair to grill Kavanaugh? But of course, he's the only one that's going to be on the court. Well, yeah, it's a, it's. A, uh, I think it it would give great cover to Republican senators if he came up and and denied it as forcibly as he has denied it. Wouldn't it be good for the Republicans? Wouldn't it to not to have his story and not hers? So yeah. why is Grassley saying they won't have the? Well, he's saying there's no point. I guess, and there isn't. But I see your point. But we said we weren't going to talk about. All right, so um, I don't even. It's really, my fault. I blame myself. I don't even really know this story. It's a late night joke off, though. I assume they'll explain it uh, to us, and then Joe will grade grade all the jokes. That's right, Jack. And uh, according to the powers vested in me, the bottom grade getter will be banned from comedy for life. <laughs> Starting tomorrow, a new version. I'm not making this up. A new version of the emergency broadcast system is going to allow President Trump to send text to all of our cell phones. <laughs> That's true. That's a true thing. Yeah, starting tomorrow. Trump said, I thought I'd try announcing emergencies instead of just causing them. That was <laughs> FEMA has a new emergency alert system that would let Trump send a message to every cell phone in the U.S. <laughs> they even have a name for it, Twitter. It's very, it's very FEMA plans to test a so-called presidential alert system, which will allow the White House to issue urgent emergency warnings to every cell phone in America. Of course, they're going to have to be real clear with him about what constitutes an emergency. No, sir, you can't. Mr. President, you can't use it for that, but I can't find it. I, I think I am a man that is now incapable of joy. <laughs> well, sorry to hear I think, that. I think nothing can please me or something. Oh. I think I've just, I don't know. Yeah, that would suck up. <laughs> Conan got a laugh out of me. That was a big, just because it was short and punchy. Mm. Fallon C plus, Meyer C minus. I didn't get the, what did he say? I can't find it. What was that? The emergency was he lost something, and so he's going to use the emergency alert system. Well, when you're explaining, Sean, you're losing. And you're losing. (laughs) You're not paying attention. You're too poor for something. shut up. (laughs) A couple of things for you. Speaking of television, Roseanne... Her character is going to be killed off. So the number one show last year was the show Roseanne. Her, the, 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 the creator and star of the show got fired. You all know that story. For thinking Valerie Jarrett is white. Right. Um, uh, but Roseanne, if you ever watched it back in the day, it handled all the tough issues in a comedic form, which was not always easy. Of, and those uh, times have passed. Marriage, family, <laughs> being poor, uh, all kinds of different things. Her character's going to die off from an opioid overdose, which is perfect for their lifestyle (sighs) in the modern era. Wow. And that's, yeah. Yikes. Pretty good. Spoiler alert. You ruined it. I ruined it. Yeah. Um, That's what I do. I'm incapable of joy, so I ruin other people's things. (laughs) What's coming up in your news, Marsha Phillips? Al Kavanaugh's accuser may be a no-show. We got the latest on that situation. I'm the conscience of the nation. He's some sort of evangelist of despair. (laughs) (laughs) The situation in Syria takes a dangerous turn today, and Elon Musk's big Falcon rocket reveal. Coming Best up. name ever. Evangelist of Despair. Yes. That is what I am. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
We're getting so many texts. I mean, the text line is just whirring. And I think this is the nation's TV show for the next four or five days. It's just going to be the TV show. Because it's so easy to understand, as I said earlier. Even while at the same time having no facts, and it'll be a a, a completely unknowable conclusion, it's easy to understand the basic framework of the thing, with the stakes being very high. So, man... It's a good drama. If you like a drama, let's get to the news it's a, now. It's, it, it's a fabulous, like, super-impassioned back-fence gossip topic, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is what it will be. Marsha Phillips. Meanwhile, the drama continues on so many levels. You've got a Senate panel now waiting to hear back from the woman who's accused Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh of sexual assault more than 30 years ago. The Judiciary Committee has not gotten a response from Christine Blasé Ford about appearing at a hearing scheduled for Monday. Now, Kavanaugh's agreed to testify about the allegations, which he continues to deny. Meanwhile, you got so to... We got, yes. So we got a couple of texts on this. So there's the, the idea of... So Chuck Grassley has said, we won't have Kavanaugh testify if she's not there. Right. Seems to me that it would be a good thing for you to have Kavanaugh get his story out and she's not there. Except so, for we got this text, which is really clever. Okay. Um, because while I, at least, don't believe, like, almost every texter we're getting that that she's part of the entire delaying from the beginning it certainly is part of the democrats strategy now i mean there's no doubting that right um and somebody said this is what you do you don't have her testify kavanaugh testifies then you come out and say well she has decided with the outright lies that he just told She now needs to testify, and you get her there the following Monday. So now you're another week down the line. Right. That's pretty good strategy, actually. Oh, man. That's pretty clever. Yeah, I humbly submit, I I need to have explained to me, because I'm a fair-minded man, I try to be, I need to have explained to me how she came to have her therapist's notes if she never intended to come forward. That's a pretty good question, because I would think that would take a while. And who gets their therapist's notes? And uh, why did she take a lie detector test? When was that set up? For what purpose? These these are good questions. I don't know the answer to that. Meanwhile, you're talking about delay, delay, delay. A number of Democrats, like California Senator Kamala Harris, wants a much more thorough FBI background investigation of Kavanaugh before any public hearings a occur. Seventh background investigation. Okay. Yes. I believe that there sh- that the FBI, Nora, to your point, mm-hmm. is, is it should be compelled to do its job in terms of doing the, completing their background investigation, and that's not being done. Harris is blaming the White House and Justice Department for not giving enough direction to the FBI on this matter. Well, but that would take a long time. If they were going to uh, do a background check on this particular party, they would have to nail down, you know, try to nail down who was there, start talking to people, interviewing people individually that were at the party. Well, it'd have to start with when and where, because nobody's sure of that. Oof. That'd be difficult, which is well, also it would why be effing impossible, <laughs> which is also why it was interesting to me that Kavanaugh came out yesterday and said, I was not at that party. I thought that was a weird move. He's a lawyer. He knows better yeah. than me, but I just thought that was a weird move. I don't remember anything about this. And I was not at that party. It seems incongruous to me. Uh, what did she say? Did she say the town the party was yeah. in Bethesda? Yeah. I couldn't. Yeah, I don't I know. Again, I don't, that's not a conclusion. I, I would need that explained to me. I could not say with certainty I was never at a party in a particular town or part of town or anything. like. No way. Mm-hmm. From way back then, not a chance. 
for the record, the Justice Department signaled that the FBI does not plan on reopening Kavanaugh's background check for now, noting it forwarded information about Ford's allegation to the White House, consistent with federal guidelines, and I quote, the F- this is a DOJ spokeshole, the FBI's role in such matters is to provide information for the use of the decision makers. That was That's the only thing Kavanaugh has said so far that I thought, what? The only thing. Right. But again, he's a lawyer. He's being coached on this. I'm just surprised right. he said that. If well, somebody it, said you were at a party in 1985 in Great Bend, Kansas, I'd say I've never. I couldn't say I've never been to a party there. I don't think I have, but right. I, boy, I certainly couldn't swear to it. As far as background checks go, ABC's chief legal analyst Dan Abrams weighed in. The FBI is not investigating a crime here. What the FBI is doing is effectively a background check. And what the Democrats want is that investigation to continue. Um, And the issue is going to be, does that investigation move forward? Do they spend a lot more time on that? Or does this simply become a question of watching um, him testify again and potentially her? I thought the best thing Kavanaugh has said so far is... um she must ha- have me mistaken with somebody else because that is such a believable story. Yeah, that lets them both off the hook. Yeah, of, I suppose of having a, of being honest. Yeah. Uh, for the record, the FBI had the allegation, uh, you know, fairly recently, and has not reopened the background check because they haven't felt right. it necessary. Like you said, to try to like wrestle this to the ground. Is, well, it's doomed, honestly. It's It'd doomed, take a lot of manpower I, and oh, months, I would guess. It would be an enormous undertaking with, with very little chance of any fruit coming from it. SpaceX CEO Elon Musk revealing the identity of its first moon tourist in a live stream on Monday. Musk said... Keith I'd moon. like to introduce uh, the, the first uh, paying customer of BFR. Misaku Mizawa, please come forward. So who is it? I can say, I can tell you that I choose to go to the moon. Warren Moon. I choose to go to the moon. Who is this person? This is a Mizawa. He's a Japanese billionaire, and he said he wants to go to the moon because he wants to contribute to world peace. And I am sure Indeed. he's already made a massive contribution to this flight. So you're not, I, I applied to be this. I really thought yeah. I was going to be in the running. I'm really disappointed. So he's not going to get to walk on the moon. No. It's just a, the big Falcon rocket's going to go around the moon and come back. Yeah. Which would be pretty damned cool. I wonder what sort of assurances you get of uh, getting back alive. And what did he pay? I have a feeling it's an expensive Falcon ticket. <laughs> yes, I bet it is, too. But it wouldn't, you know, even 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 as good as they're trying to make it and so much better technology than 19. Have you seen the ads for that new Neil Armstrong movie? I have not. Looks freaking fantastic. Really? Yeah. Really? It, that story needs to be told in a dramatic fashion because it, it, it hasn't been told in as dramatic a way as it should be. Uh, agreed, yeah. Of what yeah. just a risky, amazing thing that is. But... This would be much better, but still, it's not. I mean, there are car accidents. There's got to be a fair amount of risk in going around be the room. Pretty yeah. Falcon scary. <laughs> the early buzz on that new uh, first to the, I think it's called First to the Moon movie, uh, is that this will do for space travel what Saving Private Ryan did for understanding it war. It looks freaking awesome. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Who's uh, in charge? Who's directing? Uh, this? Damien Chazelle, the guy who, who did La La Land and Whiplash the time before, the young, like 20 something guy. This is his third movie. Mm. It looks amazing. And it's, mm. it's with Ryan Gosling, who was right. in La La Land. Yeah, Ryan. Gosling is uh, Neil Armstrong, and it looks crazy dramatic. He was in La La Land is not a positive for me, Sean. (laughs) 
I see him as just a comedy. I see him as a yeah. comedic actor. I've never seen his serious stuff, so he's a good serious actor. Oh, he's obvious. a talented actor. Okay. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Do you call gals actors or actresses, Sean? I've started to call them actors now. Mm. I think I call everybody an actor. You against that? I don't know. I call lady doctors doctors, too. You're not doctors. I call them doctresses. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I assume you're a nurse. How long have you been a doctress? Pretending to be a doctor. Exactly. <laughs> That was, a good, uh, that was a good little counterpoint there. Yeah, the boy did well. <laughs> oh, boy. Italy has shut down their first... The police have shut down Italy's first sex doll brothel, which is a thing that is... What's the you? Which is a thing that is gaining popularity around the world for some reason. Among other things, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Heinz has announced it will begin selling a mayo chup, which is a bottle of ketchup mixed with mayonnaise. Incidentally, mayo chup is also the sound you'll make after eating it. <laughs> wow. I've, I've come to putting mayonnaise on my burgers. Late in life, I've, I now, I'm now ketchup, mustard, pickles, and a little mayonnaise. Mayo is hard to defend uh, dietarily, Jack. Ah, it is a I delicious d- condiment. It never crosses my mind, defending it dietarily. A little, uh, little mayo on a burger is a luxurious Ooh, thing. Pretty good. Got excellent mouthfeel. Michael's very busy in there. It's got excellent mouthfeel? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I don't even know what that means. You could just make a marinade sandwich. Yeah, you could. <laughs> um, got no meat on. If you didn't get a birthday card from Grandma, we might know the reason why, and no, not because she's passed. I think I know why I didn't get one. If Uh, I did, that would freak me out. They found a postal worker who had stolen over 6,000 greeting cards uh, to take the money out of them, with the assumption that Grandma or whoever is going to put, you know, $5 bill in there, and uh, stole it. She was pocketing between fifteen hundred dollars per week over uh, a long period of time. Holy cow! Yeah. Wow. And so, wow. Yeah, it's something, isn't it? Wow. Yeah. Some people are just bent. Six thousand six hundred and twenty-five greeting card envelopes and five hundred and forty personal checks. It's interesting to me that some people are like that because I'm so not like that, and uh, thank God most people aren't. You're just disconnected from. Well, you could be crazy. Let's put crazy aside. But is like, sociopath uh, crazy in your world? You just yeah. feel no yeah, connection to humankind. Yeah. Okay. Well, some some people I know people that would do that sort of thing, and they're not crazy. They're just bitter. Right. They've convinced themselves <laughs> that they've been cheated. Yeah. So they are justified in cheating others. Yeah. Other people have better lives. Their lives, you know, in many cases, they had very unfair lives. But uh, they want to take that on on the universe, I guess. Exactly. Um, well, it justifies them doing things that get them stuff. I mean, if I haven't had a rationale for stealing and it got me stuff, that'd be great. 
I could get without any guilt. And that's what they get in their own mean, nasty, crazy, twisted little minds. And you overlook the part about nice grandma sending $10 to an eight-year-old boy, and he's excited and she's excited, and you just don't care, Right. apparently. Right. That's interesting. I thought about it when my... uh, when I left my kids, Henry would have been like four at the time. Sam had a wreck on his skateboard, and I thought he knocked his tooth out. There's so much blood I couldn't tell, and so we got quickly got him in the car, and we took off. Well, I left Henry's bike behind, and somebody stole it. Mm. And similar sort of thing. So you're the sort of person that you don't think, there's a little kid's bike. He really likes that bike. He probably got it for his birthday or Christmas. Right. He's going to cry when he doesn't have that bike. I don't care. I'm going to be able to get five bucks for it. Right. It's just, it's so hard for me to get in that headspace. Yeah. I'm so not that way. I can't even believe it exists, but it obviously does. Well, you got a range of human beings from predatory to cooperative, you know, and all points in between. And some people are just purely predatory. And you have to, you know. They just don't think about that stuff or it doesn't matter to them. I don't, they probably don't think about it. Yeah. That's, that's so wild for me. Well, it doesn't serve their predatory instincts. So they, they, you know, probably as a kid they thought about it, but who knows? You know, they might have grown up in an environment where that sort of uh, compassion gets beaten out of you or, or yeah. whatever, or or all your role models belittle it to the point that you suppress it, and they become predators. Yeah, that's dark and sad. Yeah, well, that's what we're shooting for. Oh, speaking of which, um, so this is crazy with all the uh, Kavanaugh-scopy that's made everybody Kavanaugh-ziated. Uh, <laughs> we haven't gotten to just a, a, an insane story in Syria Syria shot down a Russian military plane. I thought they were on the same side. They are. Uh, They are indeed killed 15 people. And now Moscow and uh, and Damascus are trying to uh, blame Israel, which is a nice dodge, nice try. Um, They say, yeah, Israel was uh, ooching around in the sky and it forced the Russian plane into the line of fire. Of the Syrian anti-aircraft guns. Well, you know, I'd suggest, Russia, your your ally there has, like, dime store anti-aircraft technology and can't play, can't figure out whose plane is whose, and they, and they shot yours down. They Blaming Israel's pretty silly. Israel yeah. expressed sorrow for the loss of Russian life, but blamed the Syrian regime of Bashar al-Assad. SOBs. Yeah, it's a Russia. Uh, Russia is more known for shooting down airliners uh, over Ukraine. So boo freaking who, Putin? <laughs> womp womp. Did 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 I just womp womp the shooting down of a Russian aircraft? I think you did. How dare how, you? How absolutely dare you? How dare you? Right. Mm, shame. I'm trying to go through all these stories that I haven't been able to get to because we're so cabinaceous. Oh, hey, I've got one coming up for the award-winning fourth hour of the show. If you get the award-winning fourth hour, if you don't, grab the podcast. But um, the Green Beret who actually inspired Colin Kaepernick to uh, to kneel says, uh, I'd like to kind of clear up my role in this, please. Okay, I don't even know that story. I didn't either. I found it very interesting, hmm. though. Um, and touching. What U.S. households spend their money on, numbers are in for the year. It's kind of interesting. Uh, consumers are willing to sacrifice privacy for convenience when it comes to integrated homes. That's not surprising that's to me clear. at all. Yeah, yeah that, uh, that, that's obviously true. I don't want an integrated home. I don't I, I, that'll be uh, taken out of context, and I'll be called a racist. I mean, uh, the, <laughs> the technology. Um, the Internet of Things. No, no, thank you. No, thank you. I got to admit, 
I have to go around in the morning and open up various windows. We, then we throw on our whole house fan and suck in all the cold air and saves us money. I love it. But uh, it's a little time-consuming, and I'm always running late. I wish I could, you know, just beep, beep, boop, beep, and various windows I've would I've never open. done that. Of course, the Russians would hack into it then, and Vlad Putin would be looking in my open windows before I knew it. Standing there in his suit, looking in the window. Um, Good morning. What, what are you, Vladimir Putin? Speaking of movies that are coming out, there's a new uh, a remake of Halloween, one of the scariest movies ever made, because it features uh, the scary guy. Who's the scary guy for Halloween? Is that Jason? Uh, Mike Myers, I believe. From uh, horror icon Michael Myers returns yet again. Is that but is that the guy with the hockey mask? Right. She's a man, baby. No, not, no, it's the guy from uh, that Mike Austin Myers. Powers. <laughs> Why sure is that is. so scary? Wayne's World. <laughs> I hear he's scary to work with. No, that is uh, Friday the 13th is Jason with the hockey mask. Okay, I got Halloween is Mike Myers. And I believe it was an inside-out William Shatner mask was his his original uh, <laughs> costume for it. And did he hack people to death, chase you around? Haunt your dreams? No, that's Freddy Krueger was the dream haunter. All right. Mm, okay. they, all, they all blend together to me. I used to really like those movies as kids. Anyway, this is a uh, like a grittier, scarier take on the 1978 classic. Oh, good! It's coming out, so it'll probably be just horrific. <laughs> that was a that was a young Jamie Lee Curtis being chased around. If you remember that movie, I don't. Oh, you don't? Nah. Yeah, she was uh, rather alluring in that movie. Yeah, that I remember. Uh, I don't. I never really liked the horror movies. Mm. Not really had any interest in them. Mm. Too horrifying. They are that. Yeah. They are horrifying. <laughs> uh, you're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.